The true origin of our country's native distilled libation is hazy at best. What we can say with some confidence is sometime around 1770, whiskey distillers in Kentucky started storing their spirits in charred wooden barrels. These hardworking farmers and businessmen were simply trying to make a living. Little did they know that over two centuries later, three of America's native sons would be inspired by their discovery to come together in discussion in an attempt to understand everything from the perplexing to the absurd. A symposium on discernment, if you will. This is an examination of life. Welcome to the Bourbon Chronicles. Easter Sunday, everybody. Happy Easter. So, the family that's cutting the ham, having the Bourbon Chronicles on in on the background, mm. we thank you for extending your weekend a bit longer with us. We got a great show today. Hey, if you want to get in touch with us during the show, uh, you can email email us at bourbonchroniclesradio at gmail.com. Uh, you can see us on Instagram, uh, Facebook. You can message us any way you want to get a hold of us. That's what you can do. Uh, we got a packed show, so today we're gonna we have our wives want to know, of course. Uh, we're gonna talk about Kel's Kitchen. Mm. Uh, we have a story on mass on the massacre of bunnies in New Zealand. It's an older story, but we're still gonna talk about it because I think it's crazy. I don't know if uh, I can make it through that segment. Yeah, right. And um, and we're gonna taste bourbon. I mean, all of that, and we're gonna have bourbon. But I want to tell you this up front uh, because we want to be honest with our listeners. Uh, due to the power of technology. We were able to to tape this episode before last week's episode. Now I know that blows everyone's mind. What? Yes, it's crazy. Bill and Ted's excellent adventure meets Bourbon Chronicles. It's crazy. <laughs> we went into the future. Um, so what you're listening to right now is is, is of course taped. Uh, we are at home with our family celebrating the uh, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Most importantly, the resurrection. Amen. Uh, because if he wasn't resurrected, then we probably would be live. Um, or we'd be Jewish, one or the other. Um, but nonetheless, um, we are we aren't here. But that's the last we're going to talk about it, guys. Um, how was your uh, How was your week? Well, wait, I can't. I'm I know gonna, I, I did that on purpose. I, I, I'm so confused. <laughs> right I, I can't now. see into the future, so I'm hoping it's awesome. <laughs> I will be in New Jersey and DC at this point. I'll be listening to myself on the radio. Remember um, the movie Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yes, like, where, like where they like give themselves reminders and then like it's in his pocket, like his keys or something. Yep. That's kind of how I feel right now. I'm I like, know. It's crazy. Kel, remember to say this about the show. <laughs> remember to talk about the show that we're doing in an hour right now. <laughs> no, but I think it was cool that when we talked about doing this, that we all immediately agreed, like, we're not, we're not absolutely doing this on Easter. We're going to spend time with our families. Absolutely. That's one of the most yep. important days of the year to all of our families. And, you know, I don't know, for me in the world. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's cool that we don't. And we're not here right now. Yes, we're not here right now. <laughs> Nicole, yes. how are you? I'm good. So tell you. me how your week's going to be coming forward. Do you have a, a packed week next week? I do. I have a crazy, crazy week. Anything you can share with us? Um, well, tomorrow we're going to be um, at the golf tournament. No, actually, it's not going to be tomorrow. Oh, See, I right. already threw See, you off. it's already off. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are the freakers. It's hard, right? <laughs> Hey, we are professionals. We are professionals. We can do this. Uh, Alan, what, no, we're not. Alan, what, what, what bourbon? I think we should guess how our preceding week is going to be. Ooh, yes. That would be a lot some, easier. Let's do some lottery numbers. See what happens. <laughs> I like it. Alan, what bourbon are we tasting? Willet. Tasting Willet bourbon. By the way, this is volume 11. Did you just uh, cuss at Hamilton? You said Willet? 
That's not like so will it, Oh, okay. It sounds like maybe there's a D in the front. <laughs> yeah. No, no yeah. D. Okay, good. Okay, good. It's Easter. We got to do two song. I mean, two shows, and he's already doing that. Oh my god, <laughs> it's going to be a long time. He's been here drinking all day, people. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Um, so I, I, I was thinking about what to talk about on the opening segment, and one thing came to my mind when we're dealing with Easter. First of all, I think it's. I think Easter gets the shaft. I mean, when you compare it to Christmas, I mean, we have a big bunny and. And it lays eggs, which is a decorative eggs at that. So it's kind of crazy. The bunny lays eggs, the, which is crazy. It blows my mind. I don't still haven't figured that out. But Kelly, I'm going to ask you. Um, oh boy! In your uh, any Easter stories growing up that you want to share with everybody? Man, for me, it, I don't know. If there's any one particular story that sticks out, other than it's just an awesome tradition. It has always been in my family to get together. We always. You know, go to church on Easter morning, and there's always ham. There's always like great food, and it's just a special, special day. It's different than any other time because you know, there's there's hundreds of days in the year where you get together and eat dinner with your family, right? But just something about that day and something about the traditions of it um, hold hold strong with my family and my roots. And then um, I'm fortunate enough that my wife and her family have the same traditions, so I, we really enjoy that day. I I don't know of any particular. Easter that stands out more than others. I know that I think you were going to talk a little bit about your trip this week, but we can talk about that next year. (laughs) Well, either way, but for me, it was always watching the masters always, or not always, but sometimes falls on Easter weekend. So watching that tournament with my dad and brother and mom who were all fans of golf. So you guys would have lunch and then come back after church, have ham, deviled eggs. So, which is a um, hint, hint, hint on Kel's kitchen today. Oh, got, yeah. Look at cur- that. Got a curveball on deviled eggs. Do you like deviled eggs? I'm Not just, a lot of people do, hungry. but you, you'll like these. So, anyway. Alan, any um, any stories on your end from Easter? You know, Christmas and Easter for our family was really close to the same, except for the presents, obviously. But Easter, we'd go to Grandma's house in uh, the great big city of Osceola in, uh, in Georgia. Population. And- so, you know, you see these pictures on television, especially these public commercials, and you see these families gathered mm. around these beautifully decorated tables eating off fine china. and That wasn't eating. your family. No, man. <laughs> we, But we did it right, though. Everybody came to the house. Everybody brought a dish, and we ate on paper plates. They yes, were like trays. I love that. Did and you we, have would this? Be, we would be sitting on the hood of a car or on the yes. tailgate of a truck, and we would outside, and, and that was that was our thing. And, and we'd eat. Anything from what we'd eat, everything collard greens, cornbread, ham. It's turkey. the king, it's the king casserole day of the year, right? Yeah. When you're from the south, we didn't do casseroles. You didn't do casseroles no, in Georgia. We did, no, well, we did casseroles in Georgia. Yes, we did. But Easter was about, uh, it, it was about dishes. I mean, they we had Potluck desserts. Top, you couldn't believe the amount of desserts. So. Oh yeah. So, yeah. did you um, do you, when you growing up? The thing about Easter for me is that that's so crazy is that you never know what temperature it's going to be outside. I mean, I remember some Easter's were blazing hot. Right. And then some Easter's were cold in Kentucky. I don't know. Is that was it the same way in Georgia? Uh, by this time, it, it was it was pretty temperate by, by now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't live far or I didn't live far from here, about three and a half hours north of here. So what was the population there? In Osceola. Back then, it was or, probably around uh, 15,000. Wow. <laughs> Well, I don't know what it is now. Probably thirty. It was five, and then Alan left, so then it was it was three. <laughs> <laughs> one of the you know I have I have so many Easter stories. Uh, one thing that I always uh, think about, and I try to do with I'm, I'm trying to carry on the, the tradition with my kids is my pepal used to um, go down like a like a chicken, and used to, and then he would drop an egg, and I remember him doing that from <laughs> from awesome. when I was you know could remember so maybe two or three years old all the way through college i mean it just became a thing in our family that he yeah that he would start you know doing his thing and get down like hunch down on the ground and then walk around and then drop an egg like he laid an egg that's (laughs) awesome but one thing that sticks out you know like i said i have a lot of easter stories but my mom my mom and dad divorced nicole and i were married i think it was maybe our first easter that we were married and you know, I think I can't rem- I can't recall what my mom did. Maybe my mom was out of town or something. But for some reason, we were going to spend Easter with my dad. OK, so again, this is right. the, I think this was the first year after they had divorced. Right. So we went to church with him. And in my mind, I was going to spend, you know, the, the rest of the day with my dad. So uh, it, it, so we we get home and he, and he says, hey, you know, 
here's money for you guys to order a pizza. We're like, oh, okay. Mm. And then he gets in his car and he leaves. And I know that kind of sounds Aww. sad, but it's kind of a funny story for yeah. Nicole and I because I remember we just looked at each other and we're like, okay. Because it was like dad didn't know what to do because he had always been right. with us and the family. And then it was their first, it was his first Easter without my mom. And mm. he just didn't know how to handle it. So for some reason, that always sticks out in my mind as, as an Easter story that, you know, and I think I called him later on in the day and I'm like, dad, did you, you know, what? didn't want to hang out with us. So what was the, what was what was the deal? And he was just like, I I just really didn't know what to do. So it was for, and you all are looking at me sad, but it really <laughs> wasn't a sad story. <laughs> you didn't want us to laugh at that. I, think. I, I, I don't think any of us knew what to do. <laughs> no, it really wasn't a sad story. So like pointed you and laughed. Headed downhill. Womp, womp. Man, all right. I so we you, should wrap this show up. I will tell you this. <laughs> I will tell you a funny Easter thing that used to happen to us. We'd hunt Easter eggs every year when we were kids. And about this time of year, so my parents would go, they'd hang or hide Easter eggs everywhere out in the garden and the back of the woods and and grandma would always say tell those boys she'd say tell them boys watch out for snakes because they're out this time of year and we would oh they we'd are. find a snake every year we find really a snake. this time of year man every year everywhere. hunting easter eggs we'd find a snake somebody yeah. would but i don't yeah. understand i don't see snakes I, there is something with me that i don't i don't either e- do you not Mm-mm. is it Everybody. did you have them growing up like is kentucky not really i don't guess do you see lizards I see lizards everywhere, but I, I don't, don't see, see snakes. And my mom was down mm. a couple of weeks ago. Did you all see that picture I sent? She just took a, she was walking on the boardwalk and she looked over and it was a huge snake. And I'm like, I never see it. She, every time she comes down, she sees a snake somehow, but I never see them. Do you yeah, ever see them around your house? Yeah. All the oh time. yeah. I've yeah, killed I, two I pretty fat it. water moccasins in the front yard in the past two years. So I'm, I'm, I'm putting the etchings on the wall. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm out for them. Time's getting away what from it, us. What, what is it Alan says about there's two kinds of snakes, Alan? <laughs> the dead ones and the ones I haven't killed yet. Or, or, <laughs> or the, the ones that will hurt you and the ones that will make you hurt yourself. <laughs> Speaking of which, tell us about the bourbon. All right. Today we're talking about Willet Pot Still Reserve. It's, uh, it, it originated in 2008 in Bardstown, Kentucky. Uh, it's produced by Kentucky Bourbon Distillers, Distillers uh, which is, they call it the Willet Distillery still. Uh, it's 94 proof or 47% alcohol by volume. It's aged 8 to 10 years, and there's no age statement on the bottle, and I can talk about that later if you like, but uh, the price point is somewhere between 40 and 45 bucks. Cool. I'm excited to, to try this. I've never tried it. You guys have had it, right? Oh, it's delicious. Okay. It's yeah. fantastic. I, I shouldn't say that. I don't want to don't want to plant any thoughts in your head about it. I, I did read up a little bit on it. It was, um, I guess... I, I, it wasn't called Willet back then, but it was founded in 1936, uh, and their first barrel was released in 1937, St. Patrick's Day, which I thought was pretty cool. Mm. Um, I'm just looking at my notes. Uh, 2008 Willet Pot Still. So is that that bottle? Is yeah. So the, the, this bottle is really cool, and we'll post some pictures of it on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all those things, and on our website, which oh, we have. Oh, dang! Now. I forgot to. Yeah. We got to talk about that. So anyway, the the bottle is really cool. It's probably the coolest bottle out there as far as I'm concerned. And it yeah. is made to look resemble a pot still if you've ever seen uh, pot stills yeah. in a in a uh, distillery, which if you go on our website, you'll see pictures of pot stills in the distillery. I feel like when I saw that bottle the first time in the shop that I, I was like, that's a really special bourbon. Like, it looks like that? a genie bottle. It does. A yeah. genie's going to come out of that yeah. and grant us wishes. It was yeah. going to grant me the wish Barbara to Eden. go back. And have my dad stay for, for lunch pizza. on Easter. Yeah, and, and, and cook ham. <laughs> I thought you were giving me the green light to order pizza on Easter. I'm like, let's all right. If his dad did it, I can do it. That's cool. But I don't think that's going to fly. So, not, it, so they shut down, right? And then 1970s, they switched to producing ethanol for fuel. Mm. And then in early 1980s, they stopped the, the distilling entirely. And then um, in 84, a guy that I can't pronounce his name married Martha Willett. And then they purchased the company and renamed it uh, KBD, which is Kentucky Bourbon Distillers. Correct. Um, and they distill a lot of different bourbons. One's Noah Mill, that we, Noah's Mill that we had before. A lot of my favorites. Yep. Um, and then, uh, so that's that. So in 2012, they started distilling again. And then t- 2014, they did the two-year rye. Um, 
So something like that. That's right. what my notes say anyway. Um, so we are going to roll into our first song. Yes. And um, it has maybe a little Easter tone to oh, it. Oh, it definitely does. Enjoy. La Montaigne. In my opinion, he's the best voice out there right now. I know you guys will. Whoa. I think Ray La Montaigne is amazing. And that, um, uh, let me see. What is the name of that? Uh, Gossip in the Grain? Nope. Till the Sun Turns Black. The that's sun. what oh, from that's that on. Yeah. To, I think that's his best. Yeah. Uh, there's a song on there called Empty, which I'll pick to play one, one day that I just can relate to. And it's one of my favorite songs. You can't him. pick him. I picked him. He's mine now. I'm just kidding. It's not yours. We, no, we share. share. We do share. We do a good um, job with that. Hey, you've seen him live, right? Several times. Is, yeah. is he as good live as like? I, he's, he's very. Um, uh, he's very shy. Uh, he goes. He's the first time I saw him at the Florida Theater. He went. He was way in the very back of the stage. Really. And it had. He had a hat on, and and it was completely dark. It was him and his guitar, and the. Um, the spotlight was hitting him, but he, you never saw his face the entire show. Wow. He just belted that voice out, which was amazing. Maybe th- did With, that enhance the voice because you had no other presence besides that? Well, I think people kind of thought, oh, look, this guy's kind of a jerk. He doesn't you know, do. <laughs> but you could tell he just, you know, he would thank everybody, but he was extremely shy. Now, huh. the latest CD that he has, um, I think it's Outer uh, Supernova, I believe is the name of it. Mm-hmm. Um, he, It's a completely different sound. Mm-hmm. 
but he is uh, a little bit more vibrant uh, than he was. So it looks like he's kind of grown into you right. know, being a, a star or whatever, but I think he's tremendous. Yeah, I, I happened upon his music, I don't know how, Pandora, you know, five or seven years ago, I can't remember, but I, I thought it was a, uh, an artist that was, um, A, not white. <laughs> yeah, totally. He's yeah. got so much soul in his voice, he just sounds like he's Otis Redding. And I was like, this this music, whatever song, I, what, I can't remember what song I heard first from him, I was like, this song's... 40 50 years old right nope it was like that year yeah so and my and my dad loved it so we were painting our apartment in coral gables in miami or our first town home sorry and um my dad was like i like this who is this i'm like you know ray lamontagne yeah, ray lamontagne. yeah. anyway yeah. so i thought the correlation of three more days and easter would be kind of fun too well so a couple of weeks ago we um we met up i guess it kind of happened organically through instagram mm-hmm. um will the whiskey guy Will the whiskey man? The, the Will the whiskey yeah. man? Yep. First of all, how many followers? Follower, followers does he have? Uh, I think he's got about. Um, he's kind of shy about. I think he's got about sixteen or seventeen thousand followers. Wow. So yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and the, the, what happened was on our Instagram account, we got a couple of likes, and and then we start sharing information back and forth, and it's kind of fun. You go down these rabbit holes that we talked about, and then one day I'd seen this Will the whiskey man po- make a post about somewhere he was um, in a. Uh, Oh, what's the name of the hop tingers? Mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute, that's that's here in Jacksonville. So you think this guy's anywhere on the planet, and he's hop right tingers here. in St. Augustine? Or? Uh, I think at the beach. Okay, is there one at the beach? beach. Yeah. So Boulevard. At any rate, I'm like, wait a minute, that's here. So I click on it, and sure enough, he's right here in Jacksonville. So I reached out through him. I reached out to him through Instagram, and he is like one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. He's got this huge following, and he's also extremely knowledgeable about bourbon. So we we uh, we met up with him at lunch um, a couple weeks ago. And he's got a good buddy, John Moore, who's uh, with uh, Mojo's Barbecue and the and the number four in Avondale. Who, when you walk in, their All wall of, of bourbon is unbelievable. Yeah, like it's, you walk, it's a shrine. I it's mean, a shrine. You, you walk in and like the first thing you see is Pappy. And then above that's all the Willet products and everything you'd ever want in the world of bourbon is on that wall in their restaurant. Anyway, yeah. those two guys sat down and we just had, we struck up conversation. And because we knew we were going to do Willet today, we asked to, you know, Hey Will, do you want to come on the show and and talk to us a little bit about what you know about it and how you've how you've come how you've come along to so you to think we should call him? Yeah, absolutely. He's he's up for it. He, he actually sounds excited to do it. So I'm, I was I was more so excited to talk to him. But <laughs> so <laughs> we're like, rolling yeah. the dice on yeah. Colin. Yeah, Colin Will. So give him a shout. Um, but yeah, so we I walk into that place and and I had been in there before, mm-hmm. uh, but it's been a few years ago, and I I didn't realize the extent of bourbon and now since we've been doing the show um i realize that man he's got a lot of good bourbon yeah at, at the restaurant hey will are yeah. you out there yes i'm here how are you guys doing what's hey, up man? what's up will it's a beautiful afternoon we've been watching some masters oh don't don't rub it in we're <laughs> we've got a little bitty tv on here in the studio and i'm um, trying to keep up with it but i'm i'm trying not to look at it because i'm recording and will we're, we're not allowed to talk about the masters because we're taping this show yeah, this yeah. and you know what now we have to scrap the whole show <laughs> start the masters oh. was last week will Wait the go, masters will. was last week Gosh. <laughs> well but since you're in the past maybe you can tell us the winner so we can bet on it. <laughs> No, that's backwards. Oh, that's backwards. I'm sorry. Yeah. We'll tell you the winner. We can't, we'll get us back in line. We can't figure out what we're doing over here on the air. But anyway, hey, thanks for thanks for joining us. Thanks for answering your phone. Um, but as we talked about, and you and I uh, had exchanged some emails and texts earlier, um, through your Instagram account, we're just now opening up our pot st- Willet Pot Still bottle, and we're going to give it some samples. And I knew that that's one of your favorites, right? I mean, Willett's always been one of my favorites. Uh, it really started my passion uh, for whiskey, I'd say, probably about four to five years ago. Um, and, and it really showed me that uh, the experience of drinking whiskey or any alcohol, for that matter, uh, isn't so much to catch a buzz. Um, there's a lot more to it. I mean, there's the, the aroma, the smell, mm-hmm. um, the lingering you know, finish that you get with whiskey. And uh, that really like showed me that you know, there's a lot of whiskey out there. And uh, knowing which one to pick, and uh, which ones are the ones worth your money—the hard-earned money that you spend every, or that you work for every week—it's um, it's tough to pick them out. But uh, right. it, when you you know really start drinking whiskey, um, you start to learn where your palate is going, and it's all a journey. And I think that's one of the greatest things is each individual when they start into whiskey, it's their own unique journey, and it's just really great to have you know people like you right. guys that you know help you know get that information uh, disseminated. Well, and I loved your. Uh I love the story that 
you were kind of into this and you went to the bathroom and got your name, right? <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's a funny story. So, you know, like my whole Instagram account, um, I never really you know, even saw that ever coming. Um, one of my friends said, hey, you know, you need to get Instagram. And I said, you know, man, I, I hardly even use Facebook or any social media. And he goes, just give me your phone. And I come back from the bathroom. And the next thing I know, I've got an Instagram ca- account called at uh, Will the Whiskey Man. And uh, you know, here I am today, four or five years later. And it's just it's funny how life works. Well, what's funny is we saw you on there as Will the Whiskey Man. And we reached out that way. And I'm, I'm assuming... And um, I'm probably, uh, I know I'm overgeneralizing here, but I'm assuming what we connected that here's this 65-year-old guy that's been tasting bourbon for forever and has a passion about it, probably has a background in it. And then come to find out you're in your mid to late 20s, I think, and you just absolutely adore the art uh, of making bourbon in particular. Is that is that a fair I assumption? I think it's really, oh, it's a very fair assumption. I think it's yeah. very funny that you bring up that point because uh, I've kind of done, you know, gone out of my way over the last three or four years to kind of make it about the whiskey and not about me. And so, you know, I've heard things that are, you're some old, you know, fat man that's just sitting back in a chair drinking and, you know, doing wow. this. And I'm like, Eating you know, no, that's, that's, me. And <laughs> that's us. That's, that's us, that's Will. That's me, Will. Sorry. <laughs> will, that's who you will be. <laughs> I will be. I will Give be. it 30 but years, it's buddy. It's really funny that, like, uh, you know, most people were raised thinking that, you know, whiskey and uh, these kind of old fine spirits like scotches were only drinking by, you know, your grandparents when you're growing up and that kind of stuff. So, you know, that stigma still exists, but I mean, you're starting to see a lot younger crowd really get involved with this bourbon movement, and it's really cool. If you're uh, if you're on Instagram, check out uh, Will the Whiskey Man. Uh, follow him because he has some great shots and he gives some great information about bourbon. Uh, Will, tell us something that we can't research about Willet. By the way, I know why you like Willet because it's half your name. Um, but tell us <laughs> something that, that we don't know or that we couldn't find. All right. Well, there's some things that I, I can't disclose, but we can still beat Ooh. around this bush without beating the bush. <laughs> oh, so, okay. uh, here we go. All righty. <laughs> You're a politician. So, so, it's a PG show there, there buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, correct. We're, we're speaking about the, the Willet Pot still, correct? That's we are. Right. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, this is a blend of a four- to seven-year-old whiskey. Uh, what people need to know about Willet is uh, a lot of this whiskey was sourced, so it actually wasn't distilled by Willet. Uh, they started distilling again in 2012 out of Bardstown. Um, but this one is going to be a blend of four- to seven-year-old whiskey that was sourced. But they now, I've been told, uh, actually I heard today news, that uh, they're actually putting their own distillate in this blend. So that means they do have a four-year-old whiskey that they're putting in here. Is that going to change the flavor, flavor profile at all, or...? Uh, that's, that's, that's a good uh, question, uh, Alan. Um, to be honest, it, it is. It's going to minutely change it, but uh, a lot of these mash bills, you know, these master distillers are great at blending. So they're really good at keeping a consistent uh, profile and, uh, you know, keeping that quality that the, uh, you know, your main customers and consumers, you know, come to love and have enjoyed over the years. So you're not going to see too much of a change, but if, you know, you have a very developed palate and you put bottles from different releases side by side, let's say 2013 to 2017, you are going to notice a noticeable difference. Well, so the interesting thing is, are they having to change the distillate because of necessity to make it sustainable? Because there's just not that much out there, or are they changing it to to uh, appeal to more people? Do you? Uh, do you have, I, don't I know. mean, unfortunately, I don't think I don't think I can speak for Willet, um, but I, I can say that I do think that they, uh, you know, now that they're actually distilling their own product, they're trying to keep it as you know as close to the original product line that they were releasing before, um, without changing it too much. So. You know, I wouldn't say that you're going to, you know, see them go off the deep end and just completely go a different profile right. Everything's probably going to stay as consistent as possible from here on out. Will, if we're going to have you on the air, man, we need you to get in with Will at the distillery <laughs> and get these answers. <laughs> no, I, that was I more... wish. I, I'd say Drew Colstavine over there, he, he keeps everything real hush-hush. But, yeah. Um, I, I can tell you that, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I still enjoy drinking every bit of the whiskey they produce. And I, I do say that we're going to see some really great stuff come out here in the next few years. I, and I kind of meant that as a toss-up question, because I'm assuming that because of the lack of every time that we have another drink or a sip of a bottle that's 10 years old, that means there's less of that reserve out there, and it takes a lot of time. So there's more people drinking it. Exactly. There's less reserve of it. So a lot of these guys are going to have to, a lot of these distillers are going to have to change their profile to sustain the their product, right? So that's my thought. Especially when, you know, when you've got NDPs like you guys were talking about the other week, the, the non-distiller producers. Um, it, those, kind, those kind of brands definitely will struggle with that more so than the ones that have been distilling for a long time because they've kind of, you know, they definitely forecast and try to predict 
changes in the you know the economy and the demand. But you know, as we've seen in the last three or four years, no one predicted this boom, and it's just increasing at an exponential rate. So it'll be really curious to see you know how long this holds out. But I, I think we've got at least three and a half to five years. So hey, Will, it's Hamilton. Um, we talked. We have a running joke when we're on the back porch about how millennials are. You know, we just we 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 kind of complain about them, uh, and I'm sure you just like our parents can complain about Gen X. We kind of complain about millennials, and then we meet you, uh, which kind of goes against the grain of what millennials are. Broke the daggum mold. But uh, wh- what do you say about what do you say about us behind our back? <laughs> Oh man, I, I, I can't speak enough about the polar bear. <laughs> oh, that'll be a good story. No, that's, that's Alan, by the way. That's is the polar bear. <laughs> but you know, you, you guys, you know, it's really cool to see people, you know, of all ages that are into whiskey. You know, I was raised in the South, and uh, you know, I grew up with my grandfather drinking it. And to me, it was a symbol of class and sophistication. And uh, I wanted, you know, in my early college years, I didn't want to be drinking just vodka. And mixed with a bunch of these mixers, I kind of wanted to stand out and go my own path. And uh, I really think that, as I found out, each whiskey had a unique experience. And I've come to enjoy also smoking cigars. And when you pair a cigar with a whiskey, it's completely different than if you drink that same whiskey by itself. And I think that's, that's the coolest thing is like being a- able to have different experiences in different different ways, depending on how you choose to, uh, to you know indulge. Right, I think that's I think it's about the perfect answer you can get there. There will because I think it's the same thing for us. And I think when I was twenty seven, it was <laughs> it was Zima vodka. No, it was Zima, <laughs> but vodka and whatever else. But the class that comes with bourbon and the, the stories behind it are what truly are awesome. And then and it comes out in your energy. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here, but we wanna we wanna keep having you on the show. So go out there and get some more stories for us. Bring them to the table, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. But see you. Care. See you. Take care, guys. Way down in Columbus, Georgia Lord, I'm wishing I was back in Tennessee Way down in that old Columbus stocking My friends all have turned their backs on me Go and leave me if you wish to Never let me cross your mind in your heart you love another Leave me little darling I don't mind Tell me something son. With you I've rambled Honey, countless hours with you I've spent I thought I had your sweet love and your little heart forever And now I find it's only then Go and leave me if you wish to Never let me cross your mind in your heart Love another Leave me little darling I don't mind sleeping I'm dreaming that I'm lying in your arms when I awake I was mistaken Lord I was still right here behind these bars go and leave me if you wish to 
never let me cross your mind in your heart You love another Leave me little darling I don't mind Lord I've got the walking blues Okay we we all just panicked because nobody was ready. That was Doc Watson. <laughs> Columbus Stocking we, Blues. 1.21 gigawatts. You guys can chill out just a little bit because it is Wives Wanna Know. Here we go. My favorite part of the show. Absolutely. So Coming to you live. Here's where we tell our wives how much we don't know about our relationships. Fantastic. <laughs> right. So, Alan, I think that this week it's kind of important to take it easy on you. So you're going to go first. No, you know what? We decided something. I forgot. I did not tell you. I did not let you in <laughs> surprise, on this. Surprise, Nicole. Surprise. Imagine that. You guys have a surprise We'd like to keep me. you on your toes. Yes, you do. No, so what we're gonna, what we're going to do. Was I supposed to play that longer? No, no, no. For, for the wives want to know, yes. we are just we are going to put it out. And we're not going to ask oh, anybody individually. Oh, first? Well, it's not a game. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a not game. a game. Yeah. No, first it's not a game. We're just, we just want to relax and answer the question. And not feel rushed because we want to get the right answer. So just throw it out there, Nicole. Okay. First answer wins, and first and best answer wins, and you're the judge. No, it doesn't. Oh, oh no, I like being judged. Comp- but it's, no, but it's not a competition, baby. But it's not a game. Okay. All right. Well, win. All right, we're in. So because you beat me the other week with the whole geez. my wife, so, my kids. It was Kelly's idea to do it this way. And now he's doing. <laughs> so this. I was just saying that this week's question will make Alan happy because it's not a what's your favorite. Do not. Good. So I can say. All right, ready. If money was... <laughs> <laughs> what was that? $25,000. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I won. Okay. <laughs> right. You're like that Go. stupid kid in class of <laughs> answering things before the teacher's done. Okay. You said a bad word. Stupid? Sorry. Yeah. Shh, you said it twice. Go ahead. Uh, okay. If money was no object... <laughs> Australia. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll be quiet. Man, I'm sorry. He does that. Where would you go on vacation? Are you kidding oh! me? It's <laughs> not fair. Your wife sends the questions in. I think y'all study up on these oh, no, on, no. on Saturday night. I, I, I think we would probably do one of those med cruises, one of those long, like two, three week med cruises that takes you mm-hmm. all over the Mediterranean. Okay. Mm. Money were no object? I think that's what it said. For her or me or us. Either that Cal, or the moon. You're reading into it. <laughs> so, no, okay, for me. If I, money was no object, where would you, you, go on vacation? Me, Hawaii. Okay. Her, Italy. I'm with, I'm with her. Well, you're with Bethany, yeah. I'm with I'm Bethany. just saying, there's, I, I know the answer to that. It's, it's, Not I, would, that I would go spend I as much time as I possibly could in Hawaii, and she would go to Rome for so was the question about Allison? And no, what she it would said do? if no money if if money was no object, where would you go on vacation? I think you should answer it personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, so same thing. Yes, Mediterranean cruise. And he's I, going. I, Hamilton's going to Australia. I, Is that what you said? Well, Vegas first. <laughs> if money was no object. I could go gamble and not have to worry about it. Maybe uh, double that money. You'd be so. I'm just kidding. No, I said planet. Australia. I, I was did. serious about Australia. I would love to go there. Would your wife Nicole go with you to Australia? Of course she would. Okay. Yes, I think. I think I that's think something. You'd rather go to Paris first. <laughs> hey, we have a listener. Yeah, you in never Australia. Hey, do we really? We have a listener in down Australia. under. I think we have down under because we're actually in drive time right now. Right now is drive time. Morning drive time. In uh, Australia. Yep. So anyone so, that's listening to us on TuneIn, on the yeah. So there's a local coffee shop that's owned by an Australian. We could... Well, don't forget we're taped. So... But they're... Li- you're right. They could listen next week. Bill and right Ted's now. excellent adventure. Okay, here's... <laughs> Kelly, Kelly, have you ever been to Hawaii? I have. Okay. I have. But it was a short trip and it was funded by my dad's work. So it was kind of like one of those... What are the Pro Bowl? And you all have good. never been to your places. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was in the Navy, so I got to travel all over the Far East, the Middle East... Uh, been to Australia a few times, but never got to go to Europe. Never got to go to the mm. to uh, the Mediterranean. Mm. So, I was thinking about the Bee Gees. <laughs> what? Well, because of that song, they're from what? Australia, by the way. Okay. Do you All see right. that tie-in? Yeah, and that's he, good. And, that's good. Oh, is it that's Barry same. Gibb? Is that is it Barry or it's the Gibb yeah. brothers? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Gibb. One of them. Andy looks, Barry. And it's Robin. Barry. Barry looks like Jesus. Right? And yeah. we're talking about Easter. Yes. Yeah, I think they all kind of do. 
But Barry, they do Barry because Gibb, especially so. Barry Gibb specifically. If you take the teeth yeah. away, yeah, you know he uh, he he kind of resembles Jesus. Jesus and so, had teeth too, buddy. Well, but not that big. Well, you don't know. Well, you exactly. don't know. What other <laughs> what other artists or celebrities can you think of in 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 the light of Easter mm. that you think looks like Jesus? And do they do it on purpose or do they do it by accident? I think they do it on purpose a little bit. So, what, but who? So, so the cover of uh, Gossip on the Grain by Ray, Ray LaMontagne, he looks, he looks what, like I, Jesus you know, what I think may, may be the, the artist's depiction of Jesus. Uh, and that one. Chris Cornell. Chris Cornell is probably to a lot of people Sound Jesus. Garden, yeah. Yeah. Now, are we talking about like Hollywood's version of Jesus or yeah. the picture yeah. that you see Absolutely. painted on no, everybody's? Well, I think you, you have to go with the picture that's painted. So right. you, you say the people that happen to look like Jesus, they, how he's depicted. How he's depicted, right. We so don't know what, I say mm. Russell Brand, but like a scary version. Because he's Ooh, kind yeah, of like a... that's a good one. Like, he's got that weird, like... Do he talk like this? I don't know if Jesus was <laughs> British. <laughs> well, that's all I think about Russell Brand. He talks like this, right? <laughs> so, that's a pretty good yeah, British accent. Like, <laughs> what, what about, what about um, uh, Chris Christopherson? Oh, he's like old Jesus. He's an yeah, older Jesus. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Um, Alan, anybody? Alan? Alan? Kind of got the Alan, Jesus look. Alan's a giant. You may give you giant one. Giant baby Jesus. Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo. What? In what movie? <laughs> Leo DiCaprio. The Reverend. No. Yeah. And the Reverend. The Reverend. Oh, the Reverend. Revenant. 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 I'm sorry. The Reverend. <laughs> <laughs> the Reverend. <laughs> Tom, Han- Tom. Tom Hanks and Castaway. Mm. A little bit, a little bit. Well, it would be a skinny Jesus, but well, maybe he probably was skinny by the time he died. Oh, Just saying, uh, not necessarily. Mm. They didn't get a lot of food back then. That unleavened yeah. bread. And- yeah, they, he definitely I mean, he wasn't buff. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, because he went forty days and forty right. nights right before. Yeah. You're right. That's true. Mm-hmm. So he could have been Tom Hanks in Castaway. Yeah. Uh, anybody else? Mm. Out of respect for my Lord and Savior, I'm going to decline to answer this question. <laughs> Which is Besides what they the look fact like. that I have no idea anything about any of these celebrities. I... Alan hates everything to do with celebrity lists. I hate them. What's your favorite artist that looks like Jesus, Alan? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a top five. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, what about, what about uh, John Lennon? John, at one time, mm. John Lennon had the beard and the, the hair that was straight down. I, I'm going to throw a curveball. Parker comes home from college. His second or third year, you haven't seen him in a while. And I'm assuming that you haven't seen him, and he's got long hair and beard. He could because he's got that wave, and he's got that, that good hair. What do you do? What do you do? Me? I'd yeah. be like, I'd love what, let him gonna, rock on with it. Of course. Would your dad have let you grow your hair and and like, in college? I did grow my hair, um, and they didn't say anything about it. I mean, my my thing is, it, do you have a picture? Uh, uh, yes, of please, that. Well, I didn't long? grow it like locks. no. You ain't backing out of this. It, now. Did was, you have long hair? It was it was like down to here, but to my chin across. You know, everybody had that grunge look. No, the long was it greasy? I was not allowed. Uh, and that's not greasy. It wasn't greasy. Would, uh, David Grohl's another one. It kind of looks like Jesus mm. when he has, grows his hair out. Interesting. But I don't want to like pigeonhole if you grow your hair and have a beard that you look like Jesus, right? I mean, because right. if if you had someone like Jonah Hill that grew his beard, he wouldn't look like Jesus. So, but yeah. anyway, if Parker came home like that, my my my, the, especially in college, I mean, he's over eighteen. He can do whatever he wants. Okay. And what I think is, you can do anything from your. Anything from your your shoulders up to yourself, if you'd like. If you want to shave your head, shave your mm-hmm. head. I'm talking about my kids. Anything below the shoulders, if you're in my household, I would say no to. Tattoos, right. belly button pierced, all that sort of thing, uh-uh. All right, ready for the other curveball? Ellie sure. comes home from her second year in college. Of course. And her boyfriend has hair down to the middle of his back. And he's like, what's up, Dad? And you're like, hey. And he's out there honking his horn waiting and for her to no, come well, out. Well, you he's not going to honk his horn. I will stop that if you don't. I'll walk across the street and get in the car with him. But So you're cool with her bringing home the long hair? Of course, yeah. yeah. Nicole's dad had really long hair when he was growing up. Yeah. LB? LB had what? really. you got to see pictures of that. i got to see that. Yeah. Is he going to no get mad at us for, no, for telling no, that no, story? No, he, he see likes that. that. He, is, he was digging up your front yard this morning putting your sprinklers in. That was pretty know. awesome. Well, it was last He's week, the best. but whatever. Um, all right, so let's talk about uh, little bunnies being massacred. So this is a, I feel yeah, like this changed. is good for Easter. Um, it, here's the deal: in New Zealand, this was this was a last year story. So it seems like they mm-hmm. do it like every other year. Evidently, there's a town in New Zealand that uh, bunnies, sweet innocent bunnies, mm. ransack are they the countryside? Okay, mm-hmm. they hurt crops, and so they they 
this town comes together, and for one day, for 24 hours, they have a contest to see how many people who can win to kill the most bunnies. Bunnies. Okay, I'm in. In 2016, yes. In 2016, ten thousand were killed. Hey, you know that people hunt rabbits here in America too, right? (laughs) But they eat them. Yes. You don't think they eat them in New Zealand? Ten thousand? Yes. Yeah. That's a whole lot how many? Of how many well, chickens? How, you don't think one guy is out there killing ten thousand <laughs> bunnies so he can't eat them? All, eat them all? Do you? I think Alan. it's a it's a control thing. I don't think they're eating them. Sorry. I well, bet, it's the I same they're thing. They're, they're probably yeah. They're probably harvesting them to consume as well. Did you guys eat rabbit growing up? No, but one time when I was a kid, my grandpa we lived out, they lived out in the country in Columbus, Ohio, and he ran over an entire family oh. bunny of bunnies with his lawnmower it was Ooh. a sad day they were, they were no they were brand new little bunny rabbits okay come on i mean uh, I, I know your thought on it you guys are you guys hunt you guys have no problem and i understand that there's got to be some control but it, that's pure like massacre i mean well how else are you going to control a population of, of varmints that are decimating crops so you, I, there's so no can, way i can win this there's no way i can because you're this. wrong but I'm not wrong. I just have trouble. Well, what if? Okay, what if we were overcome by cats? Oh, oh, then I would have a heyday. Actually, in that situation, I I would put a gun yeah. on as well, and I would go hunt cats. So no, I think it's cats. kind of the same. Thing. No, I wouldn't hunt no, cats. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hunt cats. Cats, cats are, are only cool. here to make dogs seem yeah, that much more awesome. I guess I should have asked that question to you. What if it was a bunch of cats? I don't care about cats. They yeah. don't bother me. Yeah, but but rabbits. What they're talking about aren't the, the flop-eared bunnies that you see at the. Dag on it, they are. They're those swamp rabbits that you see no, in I've your see, backyard. You go. Hey, everyone needs to Google New Zealand Easter rabbit massacre mm-hmm. and look at these sweet little rabbits. Yeah, and and no, no. Have you seen the story about the dog oh. that the airport had to kill? Yeah, or I did. Yeah, yeah, I thought they that was pretty it. ridiculous. I didn't that see that, that was a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to pull it up. This is absolutely the most ridiculous. You pulling that thing. up get loses my clock. Now I'm I, so I'm going to make Nicole cry. So this airport in uh, New Zealand shot this ten month old sniffer dog that they had been training because he got onto the runway and they couldn't catch him. Oh, <gasps> yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. So oh that that sigh, well, that gasp that you just heard was me, her me showing Nicole the picture of this dog. That so poor he's owner. just cute as he can be. They, they didn't just, I guess he was, and I'm not advocating shooting the dog, but I guess he had shut the airport down because they couldn't catch him. They were so you're telling me no, airport a dog. Men Hold on. can't go out there and catch a puppy? I agree with you. I'm just saying that the you, you missed that one part of like, could they catch that so dog. I could catch him by myself. All you have to do is come out with your bacon. That's exactly what yeah, I was about to say. That's how I got Murphy. But the point was, the reason that, <laughs> the reason that I shot Murphy's him my dog, is that the, the airport was apparently getting backed up. They couldn't take the, they couldn't let the planes take off because this dog so was stopping about a tranquilizer I know, but like, did he die? Or a child. Oh, yeah. Oh, a yeah. They child. killed him. They like, blew his head off. They could have like, shot out. his leg. <laughs> well, they could have shot him with a tranquilizer gun. They yeah. could have threw a net over him. They had three hours to catch this dog. Just put a piece of bacon out. Like every Get your act feet. together, New Zealand. Ooh, ooh, a piece of bacon. You ooh, kill rabbits and you kill dogs. Uh, uh, rabbits, kill all I'm rabbits, cool you want. rabbits, I'm cool with. Rabbits, I'm cool with. Sick your, new, your airport people on ra- your rabbits. Ra- rabbits reproduce like 40 times a year and they make 80 bunnies every time they do it. So let's eat some stew. And then move on because the population control happens over 365 days. But if no one does it and they just use that one day, it's the same net effect. So yeah, him. Get it on. Wait, now say that again. I, so, I, right, population control is like if you hunt rabbits and you have a particular day that you just go crazy on it, then you've done what you could have done in the whole year if you just had an open season, right? You could, oh, I see. Let's say you kill 17 rabbits a day on average and then you use. But, or you just do it all in one day as a hunt and make it a big family thing and then cook all the food or whatever. Oh, that just seems so wrong and to me. rabbit though. cooked the right way is We fantastic. had rabbit in school growing up. It's in good, our school man. lunch menu, we had rabbit. No way. Yeah. Only in yes. Georgia. No. I, well, I didn't have it growing up as like a staple in the school system here. But I've had it. It's one of my favorite meals if cooked the right way. If cooked the wrong way, it tastes a lot like chicken. Speaking of uh, rabbits and dogs, here's Dr. Dog for my song. It's called Hang On. We'll, we'll talk about the bourbon on the other side of this. That gummy New Zealand. Hang on, hang on. Yes, it's the little things. Yes, it's the little things that do us harm. I'm not a stranger. Ain't a mystery. Stay up 
This is for for Nicole for our trip to Australia. Yes, yes. We're gonna use this for the Bourbon News. Oh, it's time for the Bourbon News. So, Cappy, tell us what's going on. Bourbon News brought to you by ARC Remodeling Construction. Today's Bourbon News. I found a story. uh, This is about a week old story actually, but it's about Buffalo Trace Distillery, which is one of our favorites, and um, they are experimenting with 300 year old oak. To make barrels to to distill bur- or to age bourbon in, so they want to observe. They so they're experimenting with a, a lot of different stuff lately. Buffalo, Buffalo Trace, but uh, they want to observe the effects of the uh, age of an oak tree itself, hmm. or what it could have on the taste of bourbon. So uh, it's so the quote is from Harlem Wheatley, the master distiller. Is it's a unique opportunity to be able to experiment. With a variable that's even older than our distillery, which is 244 years old. Jeez. So they have found 300-year-old oak trees, and they're going to make barrels out of them. Wow. That's, so uh... Bourbon News was brought to you today by ARC Remodel and Construction. Does your kitchen or bathroom need to be updated? Does your office need a new look? You need to con- call our friends at ARC Remodel and Construction for help. Call 904-612-2021. And ARC will come to your home or office and walk you through the process and make it as smooth as a good bourbon. 904-612-2021. 904-612-2021. Or visit their website at arcgeneralcontractor.com. When it comes to your home or business, trust ARC Remodel Construction. What's up, Aaron? Hey, buddy. That, that and that's commercial. it. 
I wrote that myself. All right, we got we have uh, coming down on seven minutes, and we have to talk about the bourbon, and we have to talk about Kel's Kitchen. Yes. So why don't you do that first? You want to do the Kel- Kel's Kitchen first? Yeah. What do we got? Because I'm starving. So we talked about deviled eggs because that's always a staple at Easter. So hopefully somebody's sitting around eating deviled eggs right now. But I, I took um, soft-boiled eggs, wrapped them in bacon, raw bacon, and then smoked them for about an hour and a half, maybe maybe two, closer to two. And um, that's the uh, – I'm, I'm going to call them angeled eggs because they're not uh, they're not deviled. But um, I'm going to call them Scotch Easter eggs. Yeah, Scotch Easter eggs. Alan actually inspired me to do it. He was going to make Scotch eggs. What, what? Oh, Easter. <laughs> it's my chicken. Is that the Easter bunny? You like that? The Easter chick. There you go. So get in there. I'm a little so, nervous. Why? I don't know. I just am. It shouldn't shouldn't be. Not well, everyone. Not everyone buys. So it did it once, become so. hard? And this, like, you're not, not eating gonna, like, a bunny rabbit. It's not just... gonna like squirt at me. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Sir. So anyway, not as far as you know. <laughs> so. This is delicious, Kelly. Man, it's a, you yeah, like it? It's really good. I, it's I, actually good. I, it's, it's really good. It's, I give all the credit to Alan. He's the one's like, you know what we should do for Easter. Are you playing with the sound effects? I more? did. Yeah, <laughs> way annoying. It's awesome, by the way. But um, so slow your roll over there. Here, no, so, I, that egg is amazing. We'll, we'll we'll put some. Do you like deviled eggs? Like, what, what was do. your favorite food at Easter when you showed up and the Easter table was out? So, because for me it was family and everyone bought a cast brought a casserole, and sometimes you could hear people just noshing on the eggs. <laughs> I'm, I'm the only Keep one talking, Kelly. That's good. You just spit bacon on the microphone. That's <laughs> right. We won't talk about it. Oh, anyway, so for me, it was deviled eggs. I would house deviled eggs. Hmm. And I like I like green bean casserole with the um, crunchy <gasps> onions yes. on yes. top. That yes, was yes, always yes, one yes. of the grandmas yeah. or one of the aunts brought that one. Um, of course, the ham, right? The the warm ham, not cold, but warm. Okay, let's talk about the bourbon. Let's do because I think the bourbon will match awesome. Wait, I have a deviled egg question. Go. Have you ever had the ones at Moxie Kitchen? No. Um, you they, to, actually, they, they change I, them up I, all the time. Are they better than that? Are they better? This than is that? this just different. Mm, good. Top five. Better. <laughs> Top. Alan, is that your favorite deviled egg ever? Top five. Top five. <laughs> All right, the bourbon. Um, I think it's good. I mean, it's it's not my favorite of the of the ones we've done so far, mm-hmm. and I feel like the finish is less smooth than a ninety proof bottle should be. Is that fair? I, I just I just kind of feel like it's a little harsh. Oh, I but agree the, with you. The flavor's good. It's got a great flavor, and it's got a good nose. But the finish is not winning me over. When you have so, a the finish is one of the things I like most about it. So I was talking to, to uh, Hamilton during the song. Whatever, Alan. <laughs> and, <laughs> so, and I think I think one of the things I pick up on it is, is the rye. And I've started liking rye whiskeys a lot better lately. Maybe a lot that's more what lately. it is. Maybe that's what it is. And uh, so I think I think that's one of the reasons I like it so much. It's very sweet. It's uh, it's kind of a light color or medium light color. Uh, it get a lot of fruity, chocolatey smell or, or flavors in it, um, hmm. and I think the finish is pretty long, which I kind of like. So, yeah, it's it's not. Um, I guess the, not the length that concerns me. It's it's how smooth it is. I mean, we've had Noah's Mill, which was 114, which I felt was smoother than this as as far as the as, as the finish goes. It's got a great flavor and it's got a good soft nose. It's not. It's it's, it's good that way. What do you think? The nose. I, I I agree with you 100% on everything that you said. Mm-hmm. I don't like the I don't like the finish uh, as much. I think it's kind of harsh. Um, so you agree with me that Alan was wrong? <clears throat> Alan is entitled <laughs> to his own opinion and I'm not going to say he was wrong. He can reach you. That's why. <laughs> hey, Any, anytime hey. you guys think I'm wrong, just know you're wrong. So. <laughs> but I I um it's not actually I was expecting a little bit more uh will the whiskey man if you're listening yeah I mean that's his favorite right I, he didn't say that pot still was his favorite because okay. I know he got a bottle of family reserve which is I guess really really difficult to get that cat gets some good stuff yeah he does he gets this we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna latch onto that and see if we can get some good stuff too but anyway uh, I, he thinks it's good but I don't think it's a, this particular one is his favorite by any stretch well and I it, I'm not a big rye fan. So well, I'm still learning rye. I'm not either. So. Well, this isn't a rye whiskey. I just think you pick up on the rye in it a little more than others. Yeah. It's not what you would like consider it. a rye. Mm. Nicole, what do you think? I like it. <laughs> You're indifferent. I, I don't like, think I, I like the fact that you just say I like it. I do like it. Oh, Kenny Loggins. I've had a couple of Kenny Loggins like. is a <laughs> great Jesus. <laughs> right? Yes. Can, I mean, think about that. I mean, from day one, Kenny Loggins has, has owned that. Yeah. All right. 
Where did that come from? I just thought Top about gun. Kenny Longins. I always enjoy the path of like a mind takes to get to where it went. So you went from bourbon, not a good finish, to I was thinking Kenny about, Loggins. Oh, we got to wrap up. That's hey, the cute. good thing is because we are in the we are talking to the future that we have another show that we get to do. Yeah. After this, yeah, which is exciting. It yeah. is exciting. Um, happy We're, Easter, everybody! Happy sorry. Easter! Happy Easter! What a great day, guys! Enjoy it with your awesome. family. Um, Thanks for listening. Hey, um, give us an email. Bourbon Chronicles, uh, Bourbon Chronicles Radio at gmail.com. Got it. Bourbon Chronicles Radio at gmail.com. And we did not talk about the website. We're going to talk about that actually on the next show, which is actually before this one. But bourbonchronicles.com. Is that our? That wasn't confusing yep. at all. Bourbon Chronicles Radio. www.thebourbonchronicles.com. Listen, Alan worked really hard on this. Go check it out. And uh, hey, thank yep. you for extending your weekend a little bit longer with us. Happy Easter.